welcome to Braveheart Conversations. Uh, we're so glad that you joined us this week as we are every week. We're here every Thursday morning. And um, I'm Jillian Aurora, your host, and I'm here with my co-host, the beautiful Marie Wallace. Hi, guys. <laughs> and uh, today, you know, we had a, uh, a topic request, and we're getting a lot more organized with our topics. Yay. So we've got some planning going on. We'll announce um, a little better than we have in the past what we're going to be talking about in the future. Um, but today, we had a topic request about how to leave relationships when children are involved and specifically covering um, stepchildren. That can be a really especially tricky situation. And um, so we're going to cover some of the um, some of the barriers that come up when we try to leave relationships uh, when children are involved. It gets pretty complicated um, as some of you know and I'm sure that some of you are on listening because this is this is one of those dilemmas. It's that, part of your journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's really tough um, to figure out what is the right way and there isn't a right way for everyone. It's different for uh, for whoever um, you know whatever your particular situation is it's not going to be exactly the same as other people. Um, so I want to talk about first of all the what ifs that come up mm -hmm. and the biggest ones that I see are money and children. Um, one what if I can't make it on my own mm -hmm. you know he pays all the bills or most of the bills or you know whatever the right. situation is so how am I going to take care of myself right. um, and my children and um, what about the children? Uh, often what we're talking about is if we're getting a divorce, then the kids are going to be divided. Their time is going to be divided between two households. You're not going to be there to supervise anymore. Um, or in the case that we were asked about, we're talking about stepchildren. And that's even harder mm -hmm. because if you're attached to these children that aren't uh, legally yours, then... Um, you you don't even have any rights to see them right after you leave so these things create um a much more difficult uh scenario when you're leaving it's not so cut and dry as you know this relationship isn't working anymore yeah. so i want out um I wish that it was that simple but life just isn't that simple and sometimes these complications um create a situation where we choose to stay far, far, far beyond the expiration date of a relationship. So, um, Marie, I want to hear from you about some of those barriers that come up, some of the what ifs, because um, you've done this before. Yeah. We've both done this. Um, I, I have left, left situations with stepchildren. Me too. Um, I don't have children of my own, but that comes with its all own can of worms and I can speak as a mediator because I see a lot of divorce and I really get into the nitty-gritty of divorce um, and I'm I'm the one helping you coordinate what and the it's messy. time is it's very messy um, but you know from a personal perspective too with stepchildren and with your own children well um, it's just the whole thing is tricky because um, Boy, it, it's just messy. Like you said, you're thinking of more than just yourself in that situation. You're you're thinking about um, the toxicity of the relationship, um, what is involved as far as what will happen with the children. 
there's the fear of if I if they do get time with the other parent then um, you know what's that going to look like and and if it's a toxic situation like someone who's been drinking or um, under the influence of, of whatever and then you're there's just lots of worries I think especially from um, I feel from the mom's side I'm sure the men feel the same way too but I think there's that more nurturing side that says, but, but I can't. And then the financial, for sure, uh, it's always that contingency. Even though, for me, I was more financially secure, it's always better to have two people. And, yep. and I knew that I would have to give up certain things like a household um, and, and move to an apartment and um, how would that look and how do I navigate the time and, and manage work and children and I was going to school at the, t at the time so how do you navigate all of that mm -hmm. and so I, there's so much to consider I think fear the uh, being alone doing the job of being a mom I don't think I to be honest I don't know that I was ever scared of being alone as far as being a mom but I do know that that's a concern for a lot of people but for me I was like I know I can do this on my own and I I know that I can be a good parent but then you just think about all the other things you're juggling a lot of things and and what is the effect on the kids yeah that's such a key one so um I do want to tell our listeners like uh we are planning I think the last week of January we're talking about more of the financial concerns and mm -hmm. dilemmas in general for leaving a toxic and abusive relationship and today is more like talking about those kiddos um, but like what you just said is such a key so what is the impact of divorce or leaving um, on the children and we've been told for a really long time like there's so much shame yeah. in divorce and leaving um, we're told uh, directly or indirectly that you're a failure right and um, how could you do that to your kids and there's family involved you don't want to break those ties mm -hmm. and those relationships especially those relationships with the children as well that's mm -hmm. the other tricky part and you're you're I don't know yeah and one of the things I really get discouraged about is uh, there's a class that everyone in Idaho is uh, is forced to take before they divorce uh, called focus on the children and, and there's some good information in that class, but there's also a lot of um, shame around, yeah. you know, what are you doing to your children by divorcing? And um, yes, we do definitely get to take responsibility for, you know, how, how are we going to impact our children? What I don't like about that particular information is saying that divorce is always the worst situation for right. a child. Because um, honestly, there's there's a lot of women who are already struggling with the idea of leaving, um, and they they came to their very last straw where they they finally were able to stand up for themselves and not take abuse anymore, and to kick them back down by saying, you know, you're uh, this you leaving and taking a stand for your own safety is actually harming your children. That's a whole other layer. Of well, abuse. and all the other things that society says. How come? How can you you break up a family mm -hmm. how can you look at yourself in the mirror and do this to them as yep. if you're doing something to the children yep. that's really harmful instead of my gut instinct is to bring them out of that situation so that they don't perpetuate 
one, the cycle, mm -hmm. and two, that they choose healthier relationships. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I always remind women that are struggling with this uh, shame and guilt about, well, you know, if I consider leaving, what about my kids? Mm -hmm. I don't want them to grow up in a broken home. I hear that one a lot. I don't want them to grow up in a broken home. I don't want them to grow up in a divorced uh, family. And what I always encourage them to look at is A, they are already in a broken home. Oh, that's family. what I was just going to say. It's already a broken home. <laughs> um, it's just an illusion of being together that you're clinging to. Right. Um, because from the outside perspective, you're married and together truthful. and a happy yeah. family. But on the inside, that's not what's actually happening. And then the other thing I really encourage people to consider is that those children are watching. And more than any words that you ever tell your children, um, they're watching how you behave. And so if you tell them, for example, um, I want you to love yourself and I want you to... Uh, I hope Stand you never. Yeah. I hope you never put up with this. Mm -hmm. But then you're putting up with it. Um, what do you think that child is going to do? They're they're going to watch what you're doing, and they're going to perceive repeat your patterns. <laughs> your suffering as love, and they're going to repeat that, and they're going to think that they need to suffer for their family, and they need to sacrifice, and and they need to repeat these patterns. So actually, and that they need to suffer in a relationship. You know that it that it's part of things. I hear that it's a the way lot. It is. Yeah, it's just the way it is, and it's not. No, it's not. I'm telling you from the other side, it's not the way it is. Um, it will be what you know. Whatever you are willing to settle for is what you will get. Um, so if you're willing to settle for an abusive relationship, then it is the best you'll ever get. Mm -hmm. um, but we do we do have that choice, and what we model for our children is such a huge. Um, empowering or disempowering factor for them so you know if we are modeling that this is the best it ever gets then they will likely take on that belief so I think we really get to pay attention to the belief system that we're imparting to our children I do want to address the very real fear about when you do take that step and yeah. when you do leave that relationship and then you do have to face um, splitting time with someone who's potentially abusive or, um, you know, having to know that you are allowing that person to supervise your children. And um, that's scary. That's really, really Super tough. Super scary. Yeah. Do you have some thoughts on that and memories? Um, yeah, that's tricky. Yes, because um, the, when there's, there is an addiction involved and and you they they're allowed time and you want your children to have the other parent mm -hmm. that that's not what we're saying here but it there's so much uncertainty because you never know when that alcoholic episode or a drug episode will flare up and that your children will be in danger mm -hmm. their safety physical safety because there was one incident where um my daughter was actually ripped out of my arms and driven in a truck while someone was drunk. And um, it, it's, it's just like, those. that's the inevitable that could happen. And, and there are laws that, that help in some ways, but really the law doesn't 
handle those. You, you can put some provisions in. We didn't have mediators when back when when this happened because my girls were really young. One, you know, one and two, but th I think that's a better system because it does does at least put in some provisions with the relationship that you're not allowed to take them when it was, and so the rights of the children are actually be, being looked at and considered where before it was, it's my right as a parent to have this child. And that's the hardest part. It's super and, hard. And that is still very much. And it case. tugs at your heart as a mom. And, and you just have to trust that, that what you're doing is the right thing to do. And yeah, and, and that they can handle it. That's what I r would really like to cover right now, too, is that trust aspect that, you know, sometimes coming from trauma, we kind of get into this God complex where, like, we're, we're so scared and we're trying to control everything that we are so sure we know what's right for the children and we are so sure uh, they're going to harm the children and we're so sure, yep. you know... Um, so what I've gotten to see is the divine, because I'm a very spiritual person, and there are things I perceive as bad that end up being some of the most miraculous things that have ever happened in my life or really put me on a, on a whole path um, for my life that is um, so profound. And there's been things I thought were good that really <laughs> didn't take my life in a direction that that was pleasant or uh, beneficial. So I get to come to grips with the reality that I don't have a fucking clue what is best. I'm not right. God. Right. Um, all I get to do is listen to the divine and I get to listen to my intuition because that's how the divine speaks to me. And if my intuition is telling me something is unsafe for myself, I get to listen to that and I get to be that role model really for the world. And I get to be that catalyst for the world, whether that's children or other women or whoever it is. Even, even the previous partner is impacted by the accountability they have to take when I leave a toxic sure. relationship. Um, and there's an immense amount of faith that gets to be had in that moment because you are entrusting those children not to your own supervision, but to the divine supervision that all of us have. Because the reality is, even if you're in, if you consciously choose to stay in that relationship and in that situation, there's no guarantee that those children That'll are going to be, gonna be safer. <laughs> and there's no guarantee. They could very well watch their mother be murdered in front of them, you know, and then was that choice really the best choice? Um, so it gets really murky. Um, but the reality is we often in our trauma and in our um, compensation with this abuse, we start to really uh, think that we're way more in control than mm -hmm. we actually are. And you staying in an abusive relationship is not going to actually keep those kids safer in some ways. Um, there's an escalation that happens when you're there that actually could make harm more 
right um more likely you just because don't know. they know they can sense that you're in that position of leaving it and then it does escalate because they mm. it, we're human beings that can feel it and can sense it and they know it so then they hold on tighter yeah <laughs> there's a lot of dynamics at play sure but I think for me what I get to really lean into is that trust of the the divine number one you know, there's there's a higher purpose and a higher being that's happening outside of myself. Exactly. And number two, I get to trust the children. And this is a hard one for people to grapple with. And some of you may hate me for saying this, but um, I know for myself, I fully believe that I came to this planet. I chose the exact family that I was meant to be in. I chose all of the um, pain and the experiences that I had, um, they were exactly what I, my soul wanted in this life path because I came here for a very specific purpose. I came here to um, point out the shadow patterns of people pleasing and codependency and self-betrayal. I couldn't do that. I couldn't have the clarity that I have today without also having had experienced everything that I did. And so you don't know what path those kiddos chose, but they chose whatever family they chose for a very specific reason. And Louise Hay, I love one thing that she said, it's always stuck with me, is um, we choose families like we choose a college, right? So if I wanna be a doctor, I go to learn a about? medical school, <laughs> I don't go to an art school. And um, so we don't choose perfect families, but we choose the perfect families for us. Mm -hmm. And I get to trust that those children are also, they've, they have not made a mistake. Right, they've chosen that family. I too have felt that, that I learned resilience. If without the family that I had and the experiences that I had, also an addictive situation, that I wouldn't be as resilient as I am. I wouldn't be able to um, help people follow their life path that they are strongly convicted with without needing, uh, mine's also the pleasing. Yeah. Um, just doing it anyway, just being strong and resilient no matter what people are saying or doing or the names that you're called or the, you know, curses I feel that are put on you, that you're, you have this strong, I have this strong conviction. And I also believe that our children, just like you were saying, that our children have asked for these specific um, experiences and they're so resilient. It's amazing and I don't have to do or say anything and that's one thing I would like to point out because the my experience with working with some women is that they'll badger and and badmouth the other partner and that's not where this is at because if you really want your children to learn they'll they figure it out on their own there's nothing that I have to say or do can I protect them and give them tools? Sure, but I don't need to badmouth or abuse that other person for them to get the lessons that they need out of that. Again, back to trusting the divine that the right thing, the right timing, the right everything will happen with them in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the one, one thing I want to make sure is clear as we're having this discussion is even though we're saying trust the divine, trust the children, trust your own path, 
there's another element to that, which is I'm also not saying there's no accountability. Yeah. <laughs> or intervention. Or planning or tools. Yeah. Right. So I, I am not saying just leave them to their own devices right. and don't, you know, just let it all play out. No. If there is a crime happening, report it. If there is... Um, you know, if you are in mediation, advocate for what you think is safe for the children. Um, always, yeah, advocate and intervene if you think that it is possible to get that change. What I am, what I'm saying is don't think that by putting yourself in harm's way and continuing to stay in a toxic situation, that that is going to be helpful. Right. And that you, when you try to control the situation. Sure at your own expense that you know that's what i'm saying is not actually helpful or loving um and as you said earlier it's not a guarantee it's not a guarantee that you or them will be safe well you really don't get a guarantee whether you stay right or, or you go leave like mm -hmm. you just you can't know the future and um there's been whole families that have been died or been died <laughs> been killed in um familicides that's actually mm -hmm. rising um, and, and familicide is where one, uh, one partner, very, very highly, uh, male partners will kill the whole family and himself. Mm -hmm. Um, no one's happy in an abusive situation, not, not even the abuser. Right. And, um, so there's really no guarantee that just because you're there to supervise, you're already in a situation that is harmful. Right? You're right. already not able to control it and make it safe. That's why you're thinking about leaving is because it's disrespectful and dishonoring. So if you're already at that point, even with your supervision there, um, you're not going to be able to make that a safe situation for them either. Um, so there, there is a level of trust saying, I don't know um, what's going to happen if I'm there or I'm not there. But I also know that me being in harm's way is not helping the situation. Um, I know, Marie, planning is near and dear mm -hmm. to your heart. What are some tips that you could offer for a woman that is planning to leave? I know we've both gone through this mm -hmm. piece. Sometimes it takes a little bit of patience. For me, the planning is getting support. support. So that could be um, find that trusted person to um, collaborate with. And, and, um, and, and that could be a government service as well. There are all kinds of services out there now where the Women and Children's Alliance, uh, if, you know, finding that support and safety is uttermost important because the most vital part or the most violent happens right after you leave so just having some kind of contingency plan for that i've i've seen some women pre-pack pre yeah get some finances together and are you know ready and available so that that's not a big picture so just be saving um, get help there if you need it. Just trust that you will be fine. I think that's a big part of it. But also, as you were saying in the mediation plan, is having someone um, that is an advocate for your kids and, and making sure that's in writing somewhere. I'm trying to think of other planning. Um, 
I, mostly having a place to go and the support. And you're going to need emotional support too. My other, uh, my other part of my plan is doing what I call scripts. And that's that if this happened then, so that you're, you're not going to be prepared for any situation, but you can adapt and modify a little bit. And one of the strongest things is feelings because you are going to miss that person. You are going to miss, you know, there's some actual chemical things that happen because you will miss that person. You, you'll miss some memories and things. Something will pop up in your head and you'll go, but I really miss and I really want our family together because that's a strong family for me is a very strong value and sometimes overrode my decisions to, um, to leave because family was so strong. But I also have to believe in that honoring me Back to work honors everybody, including my children. And while family is very important, I can still build in. So basically, I think scripts are so important of how how will I act? And if I do miss my partner, what are some things I can do instead? Um, and honoring myself as far as I want mutual support. I want trust. I want respect. Going over the things I really do want in a relationship allow me to keep fighting for what I want. And I think that's the most important part. Letting go of some of the past and the things that happen and go, my soul is craving these things, this kind of relationship. And I want that for my kids too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what you're fighting for. Instead of some of the older concepts, yes, would it be ideal to have my family and mutual support and trust and all those things? Yes, but... You just have to really sit down and write down what you value in that so that you, that's your fuel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a um, couple things that stood out to me is um, really expecting the feelings to come up that you'll expect to um, cherish those yeah. moments, those good moments, and then what, questioning everything. Is, well, when you're out of it, it's real easy. <laughs> yeah, because you glamorize all the good moments that happened. Um, I know for me, you know, I loved some of the things that you shared about, like I had a bag packed and that was really useful. Um, I had friends who, um, I, I had a, a list of friends who had given me their garage codes and yes. you know, they said, if you got to come in the middle of the night, do it. And I did. Um, I, I showed up at a friend's house at one in the morning. Me too. And, and she was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, those things, they happen fast. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a long brewing fight that happened. It was a instant, um, he's drunk, he's angry. Let's this is go. the time. I'm done. And, um, and I wasn't even done with the relationship yet at that point. And you know, it takes what it takes, but getting those pieces in order are important. The money, educating yourself, um, oh, yeah, that's you know, a very important part. Yeah, uh, educating yourself about abuse is important. Um, educating yourself about the cycle is important, but also educating yourself about, you know, what education do I want to pursue so that I am responsible for um, meeting my own needs mm -hmm. and positioning yourself um, is important. Um, and Breaking expect, the codependency cycles. Yeah, expect there to be pushback. Um, I remember I had looked up some things and printed some things off on the internet about um, sexual bullying. I remember I had printed off a, a whole bunch of pages and 
it had like like I was like oh my gosh other people are experiencing this and it was a big light bulb for me and I had highlighted some things and he found it oh. and uh, it was not pleasant he was very um, you know got very boisterous about how that was you know how can you believe these sources about and, bullying <laughs> <laughs> right um, so expect that um, resistance to show up um, there's a lot of courage that is required to walk through this process don't expect yourself to ever feel ready Mm-mm. you won't feel ready you will never feel prepared enough you will never feel like you have enough savings you will never feel like you have enough education you will never feel like it's safe and a good time to leave it will never feel like never it's a good, a good time to leave it will feel terrifying and you will survive it and i also want to address that a little bit about what you said it, it's they're gonna t- they they've known you for a while they know what buttons will push you or soften you and make you um, want to stay and like I said with mine was the family values how can you look at yourself in the mirror how can you break up this family using those very things that I cherish the most so you'll that's the reason to be as much prepared as possible just know that they're put the pushback will be happening and it could be more than that partner it, it could be from family and friends very well intentioned I yeah. believe but they don't know what goes on mm-hmm. that's that's the one thing that they never know what's really going on in in the Find situation your tribe who does understand because there are plenty of us who do understand yes Marie was part of that tribe for me um, unapologetic the group that I run full of women who understand um, you can find it online. You can find it in person. Uh, uh, Al-Anon was a huge support for me. A lot of those women understood. Um, a lot of those women were the ones who handed me their garage codes and said, come over when you need yeah. to. Um, so find your support system. Um, it's difficult. And it, I want to be honest with you, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, the first year after leaving is the most dangerous time. Uh, the first six months being the very most fatal time period. Exactly. Um, so don't sell yourself a story that it's not, um, dangerous and risky. It is. Um, so, uh, and I don't say that to hinder you at all from leaving, but I want you to know and be prepared for what you're in for. Um, but there are plenty of people who will support you through it and do know those dangers. So um, reach out to those people. I do want to address a question before we wrap up. So Anna says, and what if I have many health problems and I feel weak or spineless? Um, whew, so this one, I know your situation. Um, you know... I just want to say, knowing who you are, you're a very, very brave woman, and you've already come through so much um, abuse, um, and you've been so courageous, um, even culturally, um, some of the changes that you've made. And I want to tell you, I want to reiterate again, that um, there's a whole world of women ready to support you. Um, there are people willing to give you a room, uh, you know, to get yourself, you know, your foot out the door. Trust is the big one. Trust is the big mm-hmm. one. And, and, you know, you're going to have fear. You're, you're going to have fear. Um, and I already know that you have had immense courage and I know it's in you. 
Um, and when you know you're ready, and I like to say when the what ifs become even ifs, mm. then you're ready. So what I mean by that is a what if for me was what if he kills himself if I leave? And I, I finally got to the point that I was in so much pain and fear that I said, even if he kills himself, I'm leaving. And um, those are some really heavy, heavy even ifs. And, and I'm not minimizing that at all because I lived that. Um, and you're going to deal with all of the pushback in your head that says you're selfish and you, you know, how dare you do that and all of these things. But um, really what you're doing by staying is just killing yourself. Um, and it's not helping the other person at all. And if that's what they choose to do, uh, whatever we're talking about, whatever action, it, it is their choice to make. Um, and it's probably, and this is your choice. you know, it's the consequences and accumulation of a whole lot of pain and abuse. Can I just add one thing is, and I don't know you, but the, the languaging that you're using spineless you know, just maybe change that language. That'll help empower you as well. Saying, I have courage. And, and looking at yourself in the mirror and say you've got this. And find evidence of times that you were courageous. Look back through your history and, and use those as models to, to put that vision in your mind. I am courageous. I can do hard things. And that will help sell. And... and I know that sounds weird saying sell you on the idea, but right now you're looking at evidence where you felt that you were maybe spineless. And, and we can all look for those, but look for those times that you were so courageous, so brave, and so willing to just go for it and, and do it and trust trust right through the fear. And so that that would be my little bit of yeah. advice. And and you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna break your anonymity, so I won't give specific examples, but I want I want you to look at all of the accomplishments that you've made and you know what they are. And, um, and I want you to remind yourself of how courageous you've been because like you're fucking phenomenal. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I believe in Go Jill, make so. <laughs> a list of everything that you've done because it's, um, crazy, uh, courageous and, um, brave. So, um, there's that little personal piece. I'm going to make sure that there's any, that we haven't forgotten any questions. Abby, I love you. Thanks for being here. She says, walking on eggshells is the worst. I do my best not to allow that in my current life. Hell yeah. And if your intuition is telling you that you are feeling unsafe and unable to be authentic in your space, like that is an indicator that's meant to be there. We are, we have built-in indicator lights, just like our cars. Our bodies tell us so much. They There's do. so much information. We just have to listen. And we've been so caught up in judging our emotions instead of listening to them. Mm -hmm. You know, your resentment, your anger, your fear, your frustration, it's all there to serve you. It's not there to be shut down and judged. So uh, remember that as you are deciding what you're going to do in your current situation whether you're deciding if this is for you or not, or if it is unsafe or not, but listen to those uh, feelings and your intuition. It won't ever lead you astray. Um, it is wiser than anything Marie or I could ever tell you, yeah. or any other guru or any other coach or anybody in a book or religion or whatever. You, um, you have a connection to the divine and the divine is speaking to you continually through your intuition.
So those are my final thoughts. Yeah. And hundreds of people or hundreds of women have been able to do that. And so that just keep looking at those examples and get that support. Yeah, so, let us be your light. There are yeah. so many women that can be your light, and you will be that. The light other for side is else. pretty awesome, isn't it? So it is. yeah, we're on the other side, so we can say, own yourself. Yeah, there is hope. So uh, we love you so much. I hope you can feel that from us today. And bless you on um, your journey. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up our next topic so we can share that today. So the effects of relationship trauma on children. So this whole month we're going to be talking about um, children and family. Um, we'll be talking about leaving a lot, but, but next week we're going to talk about some of the impact that trauma has had within um, a relationship, whether that is lingering trauma you know, on children of yours that were not someone else's children, so they were stepchildren mm -hmm. to your partner, um, but some of the lingering effects that, that last and how to handle some of that is what we'll be talking about next week. Um, we always encourage you to send in your questions. Uh, if you have questions, dilemmas, comments, challenges, uh, send them in. You can contact me at defytheaverage at gmail.com. You can also contact Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. You can find us on uh, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, my website, uh, Braveheart Conversations, the Facebook group. You can find announcements All the of <laughs> our upcoming topics in our Facebook group, and you can find discussions and past uh episodes there so please find us join the group and uh, with that we'll close up hope you yeah. all have a fantastic week and remember that you are very loved thank you bye-bye bye-bye everyone